Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Why does making friends as an adult feel so what hard? What should I wear on a first date? What the date? hell is a foreign But that Why hookup was not good. So what do I want my life to look like in five years? We, we want to know too. Since 2012, the Every Girl has been an online destination to help women around the world achieve the life of their dreams. Now, we're excited to bring you the same inspiring content with the Every Girl Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Every Girl Podcast. You all are going to love this week's career profile episode because today I'm sitting down to interview the co-founders of Lake Pajamas. If you haven't heard of Lake before, I hate to say it, but you're kind of missing out. They sell the softest, comfiest pajamas of all time. I know that's quite the hyperbole, but but get this. So a few of our colleagues at the Evergirl Media Group had told me for years that Lake was the best, the best, the best, the best. So much so that anytime anyone on our team found out that they were expecting, this was the gift we would send their way, a pair of Lake's maternity pajamas, because these team members just said, this is the thing they lived in when they were pregnant. It's just the best, (laughs) the, the best pajamas. I finally got a pair myself a few months ago before we did this interview And I can now join the ranks in agreeing that they actually are the best pajamas. They, first and foremost, are so soft. It's so comfortable. It's kind of like your whole body takes a deep sigh when you put them on. Like it's just so relaxing to slip into. But secondly, you don't really feel like you're in pajamas when you're wearing them. You feel, quite frankly, I feel pretty cute when I put them on. I have one of the sets with long sleeves with shorts in a stripe pattern. And it's almost a cute outfit. Like I, it's something I'd be very comfortable wearing in front of other people, but it's also so comfortable. Like I said, so I was so excited when the founders, Anne Reed Lattimore and Cassandra Cannon agreed to sit down with us. They are the ones responsible for creating these incredible designs in long sleeves, short sleeves, dresses, They have it all. They basically have a little bit of something for everyone in their sleepwear collection. I was so excited to chat with them for a few reasons. First, Lake has had a really fascinating success story because Anne Reed and Cassandra did such a stellar social media marketing campaign before their first launch in 2014 that their first collection of pajamas sold out almost immediately. Both of them left their totally different career paths to go all in on this brand, which I just find so inspiring. Second, I know that many of you out there are curious about how to start a fashion brand or a clothing line yourself, and these co-founders are a treasure trove of knowledge for you. If you've ever wondered how sourcing materials actually works or what it's like to design clothing when you maybe don't have any design experience, we are going to dive into all those questions and more in this episode. You'll hear us chat about work-life balance, how Anne Reed and Cassandra go about their hiring processes, and of course... We want to hear each of their favorite items from Lake. Whether you want to start your own fashion line one day or you're simply curious to hear more about the brand you love also, this episode has so much to offer. 
I had so much fun recording this one. So be sure to share this episode with your fellow pajama lovers or maybe with your future co-founder. With that, please welcome Anne-Reed Lattimore and Cassandra Cannon to the Every Girl Podcast. Before we dive into the episode, we are randomly selecting reviews each week to win a $100 Amazon gift card. This week's winner is Allie XXX3, who said, the best podcast for all women. I just listened to the hormone episode with Elisa Viti, and in a little over an hour, it entirely changed my life. I made my fiance listen with me and I'm already listening for a third time on my own. It's as if Josie, Elena, and the Every Girl crew knew exactly what I needed to hear and learn about. Best podcast ever. Allie, thank you so much. That means the entire world to us. And don't forget to DM a screenshot at the Evergirl podcast on Instagram to collect your Amazon gift card. For everyone else, don't forget to leave a five-star rating and review as you're listening to this episode for a chance to win this week. Now let's dive into the interview with the founders of Lake Pajamas. Well, thank you both so, so much for joining I'm Elena. I am the co-founder and CEO of the Every Girl Media Group, also co-host of the Every Girl Podcast, which we'll be launching this month, hopefully. And I'm a huge fan of your products. I'm so excited to talk with you today. Yes, Thank we're you. excited to be here. Yay, awesome. So nice to meet you too. Awesome. And where are you calling in from? Where are you both located? We um, are based out of Savannah, Georgia. Oh, that's awesome. We are doing our team, all staff in Charleston. We were actually looking at Savannah. I've never been. Oh, fun. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's a good place. Especially this time of year. We have a store in Charleston, so we get up there a good bit. Ooh, nice. Awesome. Yeah, they're very Love similar. It. I'm really into like ghost tours, and I've heard Savannah has a good one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's a spooky town. <laughs> Lots of history. Awesome. Well, thank you again for joining. We are so excited to be doing these interviews with really successful, inspiring women like yourselves to hopefully give insight to our readers and listeners who, one, might be wanting to follow in your footsteps someday and do something similar or fellow business owners out there listening who are looking for advice and, and trying to see how other people are leading the way in their industry. So we're just so excited to sit down. Thank you so much again for your time. To get started, I'd love to go back to the beginning a little bit. I know you both had very different career paths before starting Lake in 2014. Cassandra, you were on your way to being a doctor, and Anne Reed, you were working in pharmaceuticals. Tell us, why did you both decide to make this change, and what did that major career pivot look like? So we were friends before we started Lake, and like you said, we were on completely different paths. But I think both of us had, um, as cliche as it sounds to say, like we had an entrepreneurial spirit. We did. And we both had this desire to have our own business, have our own brand. We were very confident that we would work well together. And just over the years, threw out dozens of business ideas and kept coming back to pajamas. We... Um, each felt like there was something missing from the market and thought the women wanted to feel put together at home. So we had this idea of like coordinating pajama sets. And yeah, it took a little bit of a leap of faith away from the path that we were currently on and just went for it. Yeah. And I think that um, just personally with my path. I mean, I was very close to starting medical school, but I always knew it wasn't 
it probably wasn't the right choice, but it was such a good opportunity that it was kind of hard to say like no to it. Mm-hmm. But all the same time while I was applying and, and planning that we were working on this business and I just knew in my gut that I would be happier um, going down this route. So like Ian Reid said, it was truly a leap of faith. And once we found what the product would be or what the business would be, it was a little bit more reassuring to know that there was a path and that we could leave our careers. And, you know, once we started putting out our first rounds of product, they did well. And that was a great sign that we were onto something and kind of gave us like that extra energy to keep going, to make the change. I will say, and I, I, maybe it was ill-placed, but we were very confident that it was going to work out. Even in the early days when there were lots of little pivots and kind of learning as you go, I think um, we're both problem solvers at our core, and we were just confident that we could figure it out. Not sure how smart yeah. that was. <laughs> it feels like we were crazy at the time. Yeah, looking back, it feels Wow. But we just we just knew once we could figure out what it was going to be that we would make it work no matter what. That's amazing. And I mean, were there other fashion ideas you were tossing around or it was just like pajamas? We both. It was literally pajamas. I mean, I think we talked about scarves at one point. There was something like, but not, <laughs> but very briefly, but never. No, I mean, once we hit landed on pajamas, it was like, this is it. We're going to go down. I mean, they're so good. I, so truth, they, I was going to say, truth be told, I have a few members on my staff who've been talking about them for years and they're like, that's the thing. Anytime someone on staff was expecting, that was the gift we send their way. Um, and I just recently got my first pair and I was like, okay, now I get it. These are, I like put them on and my husband's like a a new pair of pajamas. And I was like, these are the best yet. (laughs) They're, they're so great. Thank you so much. We love hearing they're soft. So talking about that launch, for women out there who, again, might be dreaming of starting their own fashion brand, what advice would you give for, like, even personally, I remember I think, like, where do people even begin sourcing materials? Like, does that require a trip around the world to where you want to be getting product from? What goes into finding makers to create these products and, and getting production going and even managing that initial shipping. Like there's just so much logistics that go into the beginning. I'd love if you could share some advice on that. Yeah, that was a, that took the longest, I think, finding suppliers and figuring out how to work with them. Neither one of us were in the industry before starting this business. So it was, it was totally a learning experience. Um, The search, we did not travel anywhere to find our suppliers. It was all on the internet, but it was definitely like a, needle in a haystack search. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of Googling and rabbit holes, you know, mm-hmm. but we, once we finally found our main supplier, it really did feel like they were taking a chance on us because we started very small with them and we're obviously not, we're, it was pretty amateur what we we're sending them, you know, for our first orders and sketches and designs. But that we just, did again going back to we must we must have been crazy and we were pretty like you know it was pretty it, it seems crazy you know how much we got done with very little knowledge mm-hmm. in the beginning we really just pieced it together I mean I do think it helped that we started mm-hmm. small we had a very focused 
assortment of four Pima pajamas, right? Well, it was two styles and two colorways. Two colorways. And okay. um, so, yes, the, the factory took a bit of a chance on us, but, you know, something else that helped us was, you know, we were not fast to hire for better or for worse because Sandra and I just did it all ourselves. So everything from, you know, social media to order fulfillment to customer service to, I mean, there were months and months where it was just two of us. Now, now that the business um, is seven and a half years in, it's, I feel like I can look back and see the value of being exposed to every different area mm-hmm. of the business. And it looked, granted, every department looks completely different now, but, um, you know, it's just helpful, helpful experience to have to be like, no, I know, I know what it feels like on, like with client services, especially like we, right. we know what talking to customers, we understand the value of that as well as the challenges. And that's just kind of helped us along the way. So when people ask us, like, you know, who are interested in starting a, a business, starting small is usually the first mm-hmm. go-to advice. Yeah. And then just the, to Cassandra's point, like the research phase, just to expect it to take some time because it has to, all, a lot has to come together for it to. And I also think that people believe that you have to go to school for something to try this business idea or you have to go to business school to start a business or you have to go to fashion school to start a clothing line. And um, we were, you know, self-taught and, you know, once you set out to do something, you really can learn a lot on, on YouTube or just online tutorials and um, kind of figure it out as you go. Yeah. A hundred percent. So were you like sketching pen to paper and sending that or, or were you working with a designer who did have formal training? Nope. Me drawing very rudimentary um, sketches, and I love that she did after she graduated from college. Did go to design school for one year, so she yes. had at least a baseline. I had zero knowledge in apparel. Apparel. Yeah. She had a pretty. Right. pretty I took good some classes baseline. at SCAD here after I graduated from college. I took some fashion classes. So it gave me enough what I was talking about, but it was still very basic. Even from a sketching, I'm trying to picture if I had to sketch pajamas, they'd be like, we don't know what this is that you're asking for. I don't have to sketch anymore, you know, with with designers. If only we had saved those early sketches and they were like, oh, for sure. I was going to ask if you still have them. I do have them. I've seen oh, them. Awesome. I saw them in my house somewhere. I was like, whoa. <laughs> it's <laughs> awesome looking back at the beginning, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so amazing. Well, okay. So you were like so many fellow entrepreneurs scrappy doing so much of it yourselves, but that first small batch sold out almost immediately, correct? What would you say went into that social media and marketing strategies that led to that success from a launch? I think thankfully we just had product market fit in the very beginning. We were serving, initially serving our own networks, personal networks, uh, our product. And I think it was just like an obvious product that fit an obvious need and it just sold out. And with each um, new inventory batch we would get, that network grew and grew and you eventually reach friends of friends and then 
those were early days of Instagram. So we were, you know, boosting on Facebook and doing things like that, that just gave it more and more traction. But yes, we had, we had inventory issues by inventory issues. I mean, trouble keeping inventory in stock for the first several years. Really? Yes. So that was something to figure out. Right. I mean, I think also our our initial sets had some recognizability. They looked different than other pajamas that that were on the market. Mm -hmm. They were classic and so very easy, easy for people to, you know, accept into their own wardrobe. And they were a good giftable item because they're not, they weren't too sexy. They weren't too specific Mm -hmm. style wise. So I think those helped us Mm -hmm. for people, those helped for people to, grab onto it in the beginning. The fabric is also um, such a key differentiator. Our Pima cotton is just so soft and is a fabric that if you're a mom and are used to being around babies, it's been used a long time in babies' pajamas. And so to bring that that softness and quality to a women's um, pajama set, I think others recognize, recognize that that was special. So that helped. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh. I mean, I feel like when I wear them, it, it's so comfy. Like I love wearing them as pajamas, but then at the same time, I'm like, can I just keep wearing the shirt? Like it just, you know, it <laughs> doesn't look like your traditional pajama top, like with buttons or whatever. It looks like a cute shirt that I think can transition into day rather easily. Yes. And we, you know, as, as the years have gone on, we've um, kind of expanded our product offering. We have men's and kids pajamas now with women. We've continued to int- introduce new fabric categories as well as expanded loungewear a bit. But um, really what you're hitting on is our view of, of the lounge space and how there is this like versatility in the pieces and all at home cozy clothes. But um, I think there's a casual category that we like to fill, you know, so um, whether it's your pajamas or a dress you're throwing on or, you know, a button up set that you're wearing on a holiday, like during the holidays, do you feel a little more put together? I mean, so those are the areas we like to live in. Yeah. I love them. Oh yeah. The dresses are so cute. And yeah, like you said, for men, the kids stuff, oh my gosh, it's all so great. Oh, yeah. yeah. People forget about the men. Like they, yeah, I think for a while they didn't, they, they have pajamas, but we're surprised sometimes the growth in that, that department, because I don't think of men as wanting like, you know, pajama, like put together pajamas, but they really do. And our sets actually are, do very well for them. And I think men and other special groups that we've tested a little bit, like, like maternity pajamas or, um, We've done some bridal pieces, like things like that, that we've kind of tested in small doses. We're seeing the demand for more and more. And so that gives us confidence in expanding in that direction. People love those maternity pajamas. They are so cozy. (laughs) And like, I mean, I know my own husband like does not want the matching set pajama, but the styles you create of the t-shirt, like it, that's exactly what he wants to wear. It's, mm-hmm. it, and it's comfortable and it doesn't feel like he's, you know, walking around in like what, what I would yeah. wear, a, you know, he, he loves it. 
is, you know, he still <laughs> looks put together, you know? Yes. Yes. And it's just, like I said, that's like t-shirt you can keep wearing into the day. <laughs> right. Right. That's awesome. All right. So, I mean, you have been around eight years or almost eight years, seven and a half. You had that initial amazing success. What do you think is the key to just continually growing a business over time, especially as I know personal lives change? I know you both became moms along the way and grew your families. Um, What would you say is just the best thing to do in terms of staying the course with your business and maintaining that steady growth? I think the thing that I would first point to is our team and how um, I mentioned early on that we were like slow to hire at the beginning. And then the first couple of hires were really like, strong jack of all trades and could help. And over the years, I think we've been diligent in hiring both experienced people who come to the company from other reputable brands that have um, still a unique hole, but also just having people who have this like startup scrappy mentality and are able to think outside the box and are good problem solvers. I think we're just continuing to see like the quality of our internal team here is really what is helping us grow. Mm -hmm. The other thing is just how I think just people love our core product, our, our HEMA stripe sets and like call it luck, call it what you will. But we were very lucky that that took off and is still so so popular. Right. Yeah. I think the product market fit is so important, but like Anne Reid was saying, our, our, the people who work with us have, they, everyone has like the best attitude. It is a happy place to work. And I think that really everyone's excited, you know, everyone, like, it feels like they're all, we're all on this mission to grow and do well and be better. So I feel like that really propels the business. Yeah, I love that. And keeps us engaged. Yes. Like, you know, we've been, when we launched Lake, we each had um, a one-year-old or babies under yeah. one. We wow. each had one baby. And now my kids are um, eight and six. And Cassandra. Minor. Get ready. I have um, <laughs> almost eight, almost six, almost um, four, and then I have one on the way. So, oh my gosh. Congratulations. Thank you. Wow. Wow. Oh my gosh. Yes. It's been a focus for us to like always be present at home as, as we grow this business, but it's been great to have something, a business that after seven and a half, almost eight years, we're still excited about and we want to be engaged with. And we, we want to be heavily involved in the day-to-day around here. So I, I think I think part of that is the people. And then part of part of it is um, just doing something we love. Yes. I love that. Oh my gosh. Okay. I have so many questions based on everything you just said. So first <laughs> off, let's talk, let's talk about people and building a team because it is arguably the most important part of growing a business and also can be really challenging finding the right people. What do you look for when hiring? Like, is there anything in particular that really stands out in a candidate um, where you're just like, I don't know what, what stands out for you in that, in that hiring and interview process when, when you're looking for people to join the team? I think um, what my mind goes to first, because I say this in a lot of interviews, it's we have made a conscious decision, both of us, to hire kind people all along the way. 
regardless of experience, we want there to be a genuine kindness to people because with that comes better working with different people, working just more open-mindedness. So I think we've both been very set on that from the beginning and that's helped a lot. Helped that we felt that way and also articulated that to others. Yes. I mean, we say all the time attitude is weighs so heavily, you know, for us, even over experience sometimes. And don't get me wrong, when people come with like very relevant experience, it is incredibly value, valuable. But um, when someone has the right attitude, I mean, I just want to keep them around forever and, and help them grow within the company. So um, I think that's a big part of it. I totally relate. And it's, yes, we've, we've, we have been very we've lucky. We've been very lucky. A lot of people, I think because we're in Savannah and we're a unique business for Savannah, a creative business, you know, retail fashion industry, we've been very lucky for and having people come to us looking for um, jobs, even when we didn't know we needed to hire someone in that position. So um, I think in that sense, we've, we've just, you know, been fortunate. I love that. I, I couldn't agree more. And do you think that's something like you just get a sense of them in the interview and talking to them? Is there a specific question you like, like you always have up your sleeve for every interview? Yeah, I think it really is like you can tell. I mean, we meet with them a few times over okay. the hiring process, but I think you can just tell right away if it's going to, if the energy is right. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, okay, wait. So then jumping back about your growing families and your families and doing that alongside growing this business, I'd, I'd just love to hear how you go about tackling that. Like, how do you make time? How do you structure your workday and make time for your family? And again, a growing family, that's, that's even harder than maybe just having grown kids. Yeah, can you speak a little bit to your experience about motherhood alongside running a business? Yeah. I think the short, the short answer is that it's looked differently every year and every year of the kids' ages, but also every year of Blake. And in the beginning, we were um, a little too ambitious of thinking that we could work with babies around us and learn. <laughs> learn no, you can't. <laughs> that, that doesn't fly. So as our office has grown, we've just been intentional about building an office structure and an um, office schedule that works well for us and feel like if it works for us, it's going to work for the team here. And then with that structure, providing the flexibility for the unexpected to come up. You know, it's, it's important for us to both feel like we're not missing out on anything related to our kids or families. And we want to extend that to our employees and want them to feel the same way. Right. So we, we promote, like, if you have a school play to go to, like, go, you know, go to the school play. If your kid has an appointment, go, you know, these types, this, these are big deals around here. But also, um, I think just speaking to working with kids at home, I think after doing that for a while, I now appreciate so much having separated time. So being at work and being able to get everything done so that I can be at home with my child, my kids and fully focus on them. So I think dividing our time and being organized about that 
rather than trying to, I mean, it is so hard to get anything done with kids around you demanding your attention. And I get why they want your attention. It just is easier for us to um, make sure we're devoting time, our attention in each space. It helps that our office is a place we we like being, you know, we like our headquarters team is, is all in office. We have a handful of remote employees, but most people come, come into office and want to. Um, I know the whole remote work, working from home is a hot topic these days, but um, we're fortunate that pe- people want to be here. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, we're dealing with the same thing. We um, our, our lease is up. We're in Chicago. And I was like, okay, are we getting rid of the office? And we actually kind of all voted to get a larger office so that we can all be in more. <laughs> and we're not in full time. We do a hybrid, but I'm like, I feel exactly the same way. It's such a gift to love where you work, who you get to work with and what you get to do. So that's awesome. That's awesome. How large is your team now? If you don't mind me asking. I think total the total is around 60. Wow. That's amazing. Is 35. <laughs> That's amazing. We've done a lot of hiring over the last couple of months. So that's why the numbers aren't changing. That's awesome. Congratulations. That's amazing. Great. Thank you. All right. So I know another buzzy word, burnout, is a common side effect of running a company. Um, What are some of your daily rituals or maybe morning routine, evening routine that you do to set yourself up for success as a business owner, a mother, and a woman? Any, any secrets you can share with those listening? I'm not sure we're the best at this, but <laughs> just personally, I, I, I recognize I have to exercise in order to feel energized and rejuvenated. So I try and find time for a quick 30 minute workout, you know, several times a week. And then also we are, our office is really close to a park and, um, you know, sometimes I'll go walk around the park a couple laps for about 45 minutes and that feels so good. So I think just for me, moving my body and physically feeling good is important. I think, I don't know, me time is something that I wish I was better at. I think um, for me, like I am a, a person that likes to feel organized And that extends to all aspects of my life. So really the separation between work and home is how I keep my sanity. And knowing that I have running to-do lists, running operations at at both, but really um, being able to have focus at work while I'm at work and then focus on my family when I'm at home makes me feel most balanced. I also think that um, when it's busy at work and you feel like you're working a lot, being able to take a, a, a trip, you know, either with your family or your or your kids or you're just your husband, um, that really kind of like resets that, okay, I'm devoting like this period of time to them or to myself. And then I feel like re-energized, um, re-energized to come back to work. It gives you that bounce back. I love that. Yeah. yeah. It's a break. I think, I feel like so many people don't take those breaks as I'm embarrassed to admit how long I've gone without a vacation. (laughs) Now now I'm like trying to make it a more regular thing. Yeah. We're, we're good about that. And we push that to our team to make sure they're taking time. Mm -hmm. You know, we give everyone the week between Christmas and New Year's, the office is completely closed. 
So we do preach spending time away. I think it creates more engaged employees and Mm -hmm. um, just we want everyone, including ourselves, to feel like they're living a well-rounded life. Um, Yeah, that's awesome. We do what we can. But it's hard and having young kids makes it so hard to do all the things all the time. Right. It does. It does. I mean, Cassandra, how do you, if you have any tips on like making sure you take that time for yourself when you do have such a busy day? Oh my gosh. No. I mean, I, it's taken me a while to get here, honestly. Um, and sometimes during the year, it's like not possible. So summer is easier. Summer is slower. So I have more time in the mornings to do, to do a quick workout before I come to work. Um, the spring is like hectic with school sports and just, you know, social things or, you know, whatever's going on. Um, so I probably don't do it as much then. Or holiday season, I'm guessing. <laughs> it's a little busy for both of you. <laughs> but also just, oh yes, the holidays is, is hard too. But, um, but I will say for myself, the morning, if I can go to bed early, getting up early and getting it done in the morning is the best for me. Yeah. Okay. Sure. What is early? What's early for you? No, early is like five forty-five. You know, six. Right, yeah. Then I would up at six or so. I can get it done by seven, and then I will have time to like, you know, get ready for the day. I love that. I could do six. Six is yeah. Six my my okay. two-year-old wakes up at six. I can I can make that work. Yeah. Five o'clock hours. Right. No, I can't do that. No. <laughs> I feel like the most. Um, successful way to make sure the things outside of work happen is to schedule them too. Whether it's, you know, I like to make sure I carve out individual time with both my kids and whether that means a bike ride with my daughter or whether it means dinner alone with my son. um, I think getting those on my calendar makes it more likely that they happen. And the same goes for tennis for me or it, it, making those outside of work things part of my calendar to-do list for a week usually makes them happen. Yeah, I love that. And and I going back, I love what you said about really prioritizing hiring kind people. I don't know about your business, but we are a team of all women at, at our company. And that was always so important to me from the beginning of like, this is it. We are collaboration over competition. Uh, like you said, all on the same team. I just think that's so important. But there's no time for drama. We have this big picture to, to work on together. And I love that. I think that's really helpful. It does help for sure. <laughs> awesome. Well, you know, I, as I said, I'm a huge fan. I selfishly love to know what is next for Lake as a brand. Oh my goodness. More pajamas, of course. <laughs> I saw, I saw the, the, I don't know. I, I don't think they're labeled 4th of July, but the red, white, and blue sets out. Those are so cute. Yes. We always love a holiday. Um, <laughs> July is right around the corner, but yes, we're excited about just from a collection standpoint, um, new collections coming out this year, including our fall collection. And then holiday, um, we're really, we're really happy with how, our holiday prints are turning out and holiday and being able to own holiday this year. We really went big with the designs and the options and um, really excited about, about that campaign. Hitting the season. 
We also have, um, you know, a collaboration we're working on for next year. So that's very exciting. But um, yeah, lots of lots of things in the works. Lots of pajamas. Lots nice. Of pajamas. Nice. Lucky for all of us. I can't tell you how many people were like, I own seven pairs. I, own, nice. I this is this is your first. I have dozens. Like, but you have serious fan fan group out there. So it's really amazing. All right. So to, to wrap it up, we love to ask all of our guests some fun rapid fire questions, uh, mm. starting with what is your go-to coffee order? Both of you. Ooh. Um, in the winter, it's flat white. In the summer, it's an iced flat white. Oh, there you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. And um, I do not drink coffee. She's I don't drink party coffee. Food, party paper <laughs> no. over here. I, had to, I love coffee, but I had to give it up a few years ago. It just wasn't working with me, my body. Yeah. So, what, what do you do instead? Oh, my gosh. What do, oh, you know, some, I drink water. Water water with lemon. No, sometimes, sometimes I'll order um, a matcha. So, like, just to have a few sips. But that's probably as far as I go with the caffeine. I have never had a matcha. I think I'm the only person left in. They're the good. They're really I, oh, good. I know. They look good. It's not as intense. Um, so I do get a, a Starbucks or something or, you know, wherever. I They're, they're pretty too. <laughs> yeah. It's a pretty drink. All right. If you had to choose... Which piece from the brand is your desert island must-have product? Mm-hmm. Oh, you have to choose a favorite. It's like choosing favorite child. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm I, to I love our gauze caftan. I mean, it's like our this dress that in bright colors that we've made, and I would wear it every day, no matter where I am. Um, you have to see your pajama though. Oh, I, I like our weekend sets, a weekend short set. Weekend shorts. I have to sleep in shorts and short sleeves year round. And I like it. Okay, so it's short on top. And it's I have great. the long sleeve with the shorts and I love it's that good. combo. So as of today, my Desert Island set is um, the Pointel pant set. It is a tank and like a wide leg ankle pant. I love it. I like, I'm... 39 now and I woke up one day when I was 38 and suddenly was hot when I slept every night (laughs) it keeps me cool the fabric is so soft um and then my backup item would be our our cozy robe when it's winter time is very good oh nice awesome I have to check all those out I think I just saw the the gauzy dress is that the Mm -hmm. calf 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 and there's a new one that's like a tank that kind of like is like kind of like wide in the bottom front. It has like a red piping, I think, with a white. I don't know. Um, the go- uh-huh. It looked yes. Like- Pajama. Yes. 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 It looked very cute. I was like, oh, that's a really nice summer set. Uh-oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Adding to my collection. All right. Tell us one thing you always do before bed, besides obviously putting on your very cozy set of pajamas. I always take a bath. Really? Like, I have to. Yes. Nice. Read. Read. Read something. Are you? Are we talking on the phone? Are you a Kindle person? Are you a paper person? I'm a book. Hard book. Read anything good lately? I'm the worst with titles. 
No, no nothing that I would put put my stamp of approval on. <laughs> all right, all right. And then last question, if you could leave our audience with a tool, resource, book, TV show, podcast recommendation, something that changed your life or resonated with you, what would it be? I think for me, um, Simon Sinek wrote the Start With Why books and has had several um, several good books. The one, I'm, I'm rereading them right now. One is um, Leaders Eat Last, I think is the name. I'm really bad at titles. But he's who I go to. He has great like TED Talks and, and other, um, other talks. And he's who I go to when I need to be inspired or re-engaged or think bigger. I love that. Oh my gosh. Okay. We're going to have to put that in the show notes. <laughs> okay. So I, I tend to read a lot about sleep. And, um, because I don't sleep that well and, um, and then my kids aren't great sleepers. So, um, I did, there is this book called healthy, um, sleep habits, happy baby, I think. And it is like this fat and it talks about like the science behind why, how to get your kids to sleep better. And honestly, I feel like I learned so much about how to make myself sleep better yeah. Um, so I feel like just all around, everyone's in a better place if we're all sleeping more. Um, so I feel like that was, that was very helpful for me just with children and my own self. Every mom out there is writing this down, myself included. Right, we're going to, we're going to link both of those in the show notes for people. Cause I want to check both of them out. Um, this has been amazing. I think I have so many more questions I'd love to chat with, but I know your time is so valuable and we're so grateful to both of you for coming on today. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, do you want to let everyone know where people can find you on Instagram, online, all the handles? Sure. You can find us at lakepajamas.com or um, on social media at Lake Pajamas. Awesome. Thank you for having yes. us. Thank this you. Yes, yeah, so nice to see you. You too. Thank you so much. Bye.